0: hello everybody welcome to mediocre conversations with tom and drew i'm tom and i'm drew and this is the only podcast
1: where we can guarantee the only thing you'll hear is mediocrity
0: uh how's it going man it's great it's great (laughs) so good i like to start it in such a way that i could see drew's annoyed but no one else knows that's just a little treat for me To get it off, to to get the the podcast started. Well, take that one off the old to-do list, huh? (laughs) Well, it's a big day today here at Mediocre Conversations. Because we're going to read a bunch of emails. Well, probably one and a half from Master Winkle, because that dude, thoughtful. Yeah. The word. Well,
1: we... I, I don't know that we should continue to be surprised at the level of thought and um, investment yeah. that uh, I'm not surprised,
0: but it just bears repeating every chance one has. Understood, agreed. And we're going to start see? from the most recent. Okay, there's so many. I want I want to get to all. Would it be weird if we had him on and went through them while he's while he's there? Is it a bit redundant?
1: I think it's kind of redundant. I mean, like we'll ask him to have probably way other poignant inside. questions.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like to think he's got a list of other questions that he hasn't asked, just waiting, waiting. It's entirely go. possible. Uh, or he's just like a factory.
1: For he's them. got summers off. You know, he could just he be making lists in between yeah. roofing gigs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's not blow up a spot. People don't need to know he's not. He's always home and diligent. Nobody try and find he's a, him. He's a traveling car
1: salesman. Everybody, so don't go looking for That's him. That's the opposite. Okay. Interwit.
0: Okay. See, the problem here is is I don't remember what we talk about in any of these. And then yeah. he he labels them. Which episode? Yeah. Like like I know what we talk right. about. I guess I could look. I don't know that the I don't know that the title is going to um clue me in.
1: I mean, I think that, I know that you're a pretty smart guy. Oh, thanks. So, yeah. I think that once you start reading the questions, you'll be able to
0: just pick that right up. Mm. All right. What is the saddest type of movie tragedy to you? What really gets to you? <clears throat> um,
1: okay. So I'll, I think the saddest that I've been in a movie, and this is going to sound weird. But I'm I'm so tired of it. The saddest that I've been at a movie in a minute was at the end of Spider Man No Way Home. Spoilers Ed. Yeah. Okay. So, um. Oh yeah. So, uh, he goes through. This is the one with all three Spider Men, uh, coming together with Doctor Strange in it. And at the end, um, in order to repair the timeline. Uh, MJ and his buddy, who I can never remember the name of his friend, yeah, um, don't remember him. And he walks into like where she works and realizes that they they have an opportunity to move on and not be in danger because of their association with him. And like, lets them go. Like, and his aunt has died, and now he like he's truly alone in the yeah. world. And you know, at this point, like, you know, uh, his aunt took the place of like Uncle Ben, Ben, and uh, you know, MJ, his buddy Tony Stark is dead. Like, he literally has nobody. You know, and like, he he chose to be alone so that his you know his friends could be safe. I'm tired of the hero doing the thankless chore of saving everybody yeah and and not being able to have anything
0: the heroic sacrifice which uh winkle um says is a big trigger for him as well um yeah so i'm
1: in in my in my when i consume stories when i consume like fiction or whatever like I want it to be a little, at least a little bit different from real life. So, like in in real life, there are no superheroes, right? So, there's, you could count that as the difference or what have you. Yeah. But there are too many, there's too many real stories where someone does the right thing for the right reasons and is just straight up not rewarded for it.
0: They have to, they're the only ones negatively affected by it, I guess. Right. And I
1: get, yeah, exactly. And like when I see like, Okay, Jeff Bezos made another billion <laughs> and like fired a bunch of people, or yeah. um, Elon Musk bought Twitter and now made and like lets Trump back on, or right. you know, or just in like someone who's like being duplicitous and getting ahead, you know, yeah. it just it getting it just, ahead, getting yeah. ahead, yeah. yeah, right in life, yeah, you know, it just grinds my gears and it would be nice if every once in a while in fantasy the good guys also got to get a little bit ahead and had some shred of happiness
0: yeah i mean depending on the movie that happens
1: right yes but like the question was what oh sure gets to me the most and that's it so
0: okay your suggestion is to not have that happen i guess which so I
1: would go to the following movie every week. I would go to the hero overcomes implacable odds to defeat the villain and ends up with the girl, and they walk off into the yeah. sunset happy.
0: Yeah, I'm always I'm always upset when the hero has to make the sacrifice and dies saving somebody, or you know, like uh, what was it? Uh, the the one with the asteroid. Oh, Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah, where the dad is like, all right, you gotta go to my daughter now. I'll stay yeah. back. Some of these other people, but I'm the captain, right? I have to go down with the ship. You know. Yeah. Um, for me, I think I do not like that either. I'm never. I it's tough. We're not supposed to leave every movie like, hmm, I feel good right yeah, like I'm that's not how art works but like for me it's sort of the um uh it would have succeeded but they just missed it and we were talking about romeo and juliet a while ago like the okay. uh, the uh, leonardo it was mm-hmm. that one and that one stuck sticks out to me right where it's like hey t- send him this letter and like they put it on his door and like he as he's walking to go buy a gun to go kill himself like he steps on the message that's like don't do it she's fine right like so close to not ruining your life and then right. you do like
1: i've got a an example of that exact thing and something i'm i've been watching recently yeah so it's a show called the leftovers which is about this rapture like event that takes place on earth And in the aftermath of that event, there's this um, character played by Chris Eccleston, who was a a former Doctor Who, Mm -hmm. and uh, he is running a failing church and needs to come up with his mortgage payment or the bank's going to foreclose on him. So he gets up one day and it's like he has to go. He has like 24 hours to make this happen. Yeah, And he's been seeing these signs, like these pigeons show up. And it's uh, one pigeon in one spot that got his attention. Then the next time it was two pigeons that had this interaction with him. And then the last one was three pigeons all at the same time. And he didn't know what it meant. And so there's a couple other things in the episode that added details to it. But he basically went and borrowed like $5,000 from a friend and drove to an Indian casino and went to the roulette table and just put it all on red four times in a row and ended up making the money that he needed in order to save his church. And so he's um, on the way out of the casino. And one of the people who saw his run and he's, he's made like $150,000. Like it's a lot of money. Yeah. One of the people that one of the other people in the casino who had witnessed this, like followed him out and Beat him up and tried to take his money, and he actually mm-hmm. fought him off. <clears throat> May have killed the guy, I'm not one hundred percent on it. Drives back to the town where his church is, and he's on his way to the bank. And there were some uh, people in the town who weren't thrilled with him. And he's walking in He's walking toward the bank, and someone throws a rock at him from a moving car and like one in a billion shot because like I could <laughs> I could throw rocks at people out of moving cars all day and never hit them sure but like in in this story he caught that thing on the bridge of his nose you know and was <laughs> yeah. just out you know called yeah and so uh he gets he wakes up in the hospital and it's like 3 40 in the afternoon and the bank closes at four yeah and so he like checks himself out of the hospital and like runs to his car to get the money which is thankfully still there and he runs to the bank and the doors are closed and the guy just like turned the key and he's like banging on the door as hard as he can and he's like no 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 i'm here i got time it's 359 or whatever by my watch yeah, yeah yeah and the the loan officer sees him he's like no 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 it's okay let him in and um so he lets him in and he, he gives him all the money and he's like okay here you go paid in full we're all set right i can keep the church and he was like uh um, he's like chris it's it's thursday
0: <laughs> he was he was and the guy was like what do you mean no it's tuesday
1: and he was like no it's it's thursday you've you've been unconscious for three days you missed it yeah and then someone else in town had bought the church out from under him sure you know and so his whole world like that kind of thing like i can understand why it's so devastating to you because it's just like i've over i've reached the top of the mountain but like and that was the hard part yeah but i have to get to the finish line at the bottom on the other side of the mountain and it's it's, we're not quite there yet
0: right (laughs) yeah just like a little a little twist of fate changes the whole thing like out of benjamin button if you ever saw that that was a big theme Ah. i think in that movie right like some dancer her shoestring broke so she had to change it real quick and then like everything lined up in such a way that because of that there was this whole butterfly effect to where she gets hit by a car had she left earlier wouldn't have left later wouldn't have but yeah perfect storm yeah 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 Uh, how do you see uh, human nature Star Wars is filled with so many characters that seem to either be obviously really good or really evil most people are somewhere in between Based on your experience, do you think most people are genuinely good, helpful, and empathetic, or are people more selfish, tribal, and indifferent?
1: So I want to say the first one, but my life experience tells me it's the second one.
0: (laughs) Human nature in general or in Star Wars?
1: In general. So in Star Wars, what I would say is up until Disney acquired um, Star Wars from George Lucas, there was a stark separation between good guy, bad guy. You were either wholly good or wholly bad. There were very few people in the middle. Han Solo probably is the best example of someone in the middle, right? But he ends up in yeah. helping the good guys almost the entire time, you know? But his yeah. attitude right right his his attitude was a little cavalier right
0: yeah and like that's how you knew he was on the fringes because he wasn't like guys we have to do whatever we can he's like guys right. i'm bored right now but uh do you, you got anything idea else cooking? how many people
1: are hunting me currently <laughs> it's more than one
0: there is that too he had other he had other things on his mind right
1: yeah uh so i would say Star Wars has done a good job I think of telling stories in a way that makes their characters more morally ambiguous which makes them seem
0: more real to me. There's been this um the shift in comic movies, right, where a seriousification of them if you will. I love the word use. You can look that up in the dictionary. And like you know Batman, the yep. Michael Keaton Batman, was yep. very comic bookish. Uh, and then, spoiler alert, right? Uh, you know, like they were born. You know, Joker was fell into a vat, and that's what happened to him, right? Easily mm-hmm. explained by fantastical things, and like not really taken too seriously. The whole thing, right? And then all of a sudden, we got. Batman struggles with his inner demons, right? It's sort of yeah. like um, you know, Friends. We've mentioned this before, but like Friends is a com- comedy, a sitcom, right? And so everything has to have a punchline and a joke, right? It's like I'm getting divorced, hilarious. My life is falling apart, but I say <laughs> one thing about it that you know, if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh? Right? Like all of those people were severely depressed. <laughs> Right? Like in the show, like if yeah, we would have if we would have done something, if they make Christopher Nolan makes friends in uh, 20 years, it's going yeah. to be incredibly different. Right. Like it's just like
1: the goth kids from South Park, all live action.
0: Yeah. Like um, Phoebe would probably be anti-vax. Right. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> or at least, you know, needing nothing but holistic medicine. And <clears throat> so there's this shift that happened and then it happened to star Wars too, right? Like star Wars was definitely like, we need these to become straight off of uh comic book pages of 1970s. Right. And now comics are a lot different now too, where they are. very, The art on them is very um, scary, intense. Right. And, and it's the same thing here, which is what we want. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, I want to see Superman, but in a real world situation. Oh, yeah, they want to kill Superman and they don't want him around ever. Right. Like that's the reality. Right. And now we're doing that. We're, we're OK with that sort of thing. Uh, and same things happen to Star Wars, which is probably why at first it was just like, we're the rebellion. We just have to fight the bad guys. Cut to we're the rebellion. I will kill any of you right now if you get in the way of my mission. And your, your family. You understand me? So like
1: that exact thing is what I think makes the Rebellion being able to win feasible. Yeah, for sure. Because if you don't do that and like Lucian's a great example of this from, from the Andor yeah. show yeah. is like if you're just being like good guys versus bad guys, it's a numbers game and they, they have you 250,000 to one. You know, yeah. There's no chance. You know, So unless you do things in order to level the playing field which usually means you have to get morally ambiguous about it you can't you can't win and like that was what lucian's big speech was about right so
0: i think uh, i think human nature in real life is i think generally good yeah i mean we're not out there to a degree right right but like you know I think all the time about, I mean, people choose jobs in ambulances, hospitals, not cool jobs either. Cause remember when doctor was like the pinnacle Mm. and like, no, people are career nurses. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a big fucking deal. Teachers, Mm -hmm. teachers are ask any teacher. I'm sure they'll be like, that's a pretty fucking thankless job from, uh, nose to tail for sure I am,
1: I am told by my teacher friends and family members <laughs> exactly how thankless it is on a frequent basis
0: like i remember going to school and uh being a fuck up and my mom and teacher both like stop being a fuck up mm-hmm. and what i hear now it's the teacher or the parent tells the teacher you stop being a fuck up and making my kid look bad is essentially what it is
1: that's i hear the same thing from which is in,
0: insane because i used to be a kid i think we all used to be kids yeah. and we all know how big a pieces of shit we used to be well i keep asking my
1: my teacher friends and family members and i'm like why does anyone give a shit what the parents think
0: why why ever
1: and it, so they're like well they'll, then they'll go to your boss and i was like why do they care and like basically like why 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 yeah and it's like event and like whatever it, it always comes down to like well they'll threaten to pull their kids out of school and i was like cool
0: yeah, it's tough if you're in a mentality of like, we need every heartbeat and seats that we can get. Right. I've been I've, I've I've had a job or been in a job that was like that for a time. And you're just like, wait, we have sucks, but we need everything we can get. And when you're not in that position, when you cut when you're able to come from a position of fuck you, as some people uh, are familiar with, then you get to be like, leave. Take your ass and get out of here. But if you're not in that position, you can't, right? You need you need the money, you need whatever, whatever they come with. And I feel like maybe that's all these parents are coming from that position of power. Well, I like, mean, like two non-teachers are speculating about all this shit, but
1: I think about that particular issue. Like, all right, go ahead and go through the effort of getting your kid transferred to a different school and to like the logistics of what that looks like. you know into the future i mean it's not like there's a school around every corner that you can just put your kid in Mm -hmm. you know so like i don't want to have to drive to the next town over so my kid can go to a different high school because i thought that my teacher was an asshole the odds are that the teachers at the new school are probably not going to be any different than the ones that you just got
0: yeah but you know you want i mean yeah they'll think that but will they fall in line i don't know i mean like I have a couple
1: of friends who talked to me about like their parent teacher conferences that they go through. And it's just yeah. like, so why is my kid like, so like I have a buddy and he's like, I post grades online now. So like I had a kid come in, he took a test while everyone else was finishing. I graded it, posted it. His mom got a text message, saw the score and was e- And I got three emails from her before the class was over. Yeah. And, like I didn't have, I mean like I didn't come up in a school where that happened. no, you
0: know and thank, i was like thank I would god just, i only I, would... I i only got grounded every quarter when the grades were came out and i had to send them like that's uh, that bought me time i'd be grounded immediately right if it were now so i mean like
1: he's and i was like why do you respond to the emails and he's like well you have to or they call your boss and then the boss gives you shit sure you know but i like i you know i see a ton of people like you know especially during like the masks during covid or whatever Mm -hmm. that fiasco and these these parents were going to you know school board meetings and yelling at school boards about the masks and like i don't want to co-parent with the government or whatever and i'm like you you guys can you guys can do shit at home for your kids too you fucking lazy motherfuckers (laughs) you know like getting up and going to a school board and yelling at a bunch of people who are there volunteering yeah in, in a large spe- as far as the school boards are concerned to make your kids learning chances that much better are are not the problem. Like if you if you genuinely cared about whether or not your kid was making progress, you would accept whatever information that's coming your way and work with the school system in order to improve your child's ability to learn right they don't do that they just complain and like to me that's like
0: well it's not about growth it's about being right right
1: exactly and so like to me that's the better example of human nature other than like oh people are generally good yeah like people are generally good in the sense that like i don't get stabbed when i go to the grocery store but they're also like just about this issue like they're also like shouting down
0: they i mean what's the percentage i'm i'm sure Wink will tell us after he listens to this but like also people people talk about the people they hate more than they talk about the people they like oh yeah
1: i understand it's a vocal minority and they get the most of the attention like on stuff like this but like i don't know what the percentage i don't even have a guess as to what the percentage would be my problem is is that like it's a percentage yeah and like 15 years ago it wasn't or at least they were quiet which was just so much better.
0: Sure. I mean, echo chambers existence in a far greater capacity now, which, which caused these sorts of things, but like, but just the fact that teachers continue to want to be teachers. You have to be a generally good person to have to, to decide to do that. Nurses, people with in, in healthcare or general helping people. Well, I mean, like, I, you know, when I talk to people who
1: are teachers or doctors or whatever, it's that like, they literally can't see themselves doing anything else like that. Sure. It's like a calling. Sure. You know, and so, yeah, I don't know that. I mean, like, if I was called to be like a tax preparer, I don't know that that makes me a good person. It's just that the jobs that you and I are discussing right now are so fucking thankless that yeah. like we think it takes a good person in order to do them the that's fact that you feel
0: good. called to do something negates how good it is that you chose to do it i'm just saying it's not inherently good because you feel called to do it why
1: because you could be you could be called to do any job yeah so if you're called to be like a liquor store clerk i mean that's, that's so weird a, a
0: calling thing. Is sort of an ambiguous thing. So let's redefine it then. If they
1: cannot see themselves doing any other line of work, that does not inherently make them good people just because they can't see themselves doing any other profession. Interesting. Right? No. How is that? I disagree. So in what way is that a morally does that improve like your your morality? Well they didn't have to do it. Sure. So, I mean you still haven't said anything that um increases or decreases like the morality of the person
0: accepting the job. The job itself makes it that way. So I think what are, right?
1: Is it? I mean, can you have you can have morally bankrupt people doing being teachers? That's true. So being a teacher doesn't make them a moral
0: person. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying all teachers are saints sure good no no not at all but i would say that more just because somebody is a teacher because they they feel like that's what they should be doing yeah i mean that's what that's one tick in the you're a good person column i think so like to me you can you can take the turn
1: you can take it whether it's a teacher or a nurse or cop or whatever sure and if you substitute any other mundane task that you would be paid to do and you you felt the same way about doing that that you were about being a teacher or a nurse or a cop doesn't in doesn't mean that you're a more moral person or a better person because you're called that specific thing no so like i i here's what i would say the people who are fulfilling those roles like i give them a lot of credit because i would not want to do it but i also feel the same thing about like being a garbage man sure you know but like i don't think that all garbage men are good people out there you know fighting the good fight simply because they're garbage men You know, like you bring you bring a certain amount of moral correctness or or not to whatever profession you're you're fulfilling. So, like, are the people are the people who feel like they should be filling those roles simply more moral? You might be. It's it's like saying like, okay, like certain people are called to being athletes because they're given like a god given athletic gift. Are people who are called to being cops and nurses and teachers? like fulfilled with like a god-given sense like that they need to like give back it's possible i don't think that that necessarily says you can say they're all good people because they are those professions
0: sure um the term is generally good and you're you're trying to apply one to everything i also i don't think that uh Somebody who, somebody who wasn't called to be a nurse and chooses to, they're not any less good of a person. Oh, good. I don't think a calling matters in that regard. Okay. But in general, I think human nature, all, all I'm saying is that lots of people choose professions to help other people. That that's generally good. I think. So would they choose those professions if they
1: weren't paid for them? Does that matter? I think it matters. Really? Because, yes. So if you said...
0: Well, well plenty like, of teachers I, get paid shit, and well, they still true. do
1: it. But they, but I mean, but like, if they were paid nothing, and they could not live on, if they were paid what mm-hmm. someone who works in a fast food restaurant was being paid, they would not do it.
0: Is I agree?
1: You would not be able to live
0: oh you mean the other way around oh i was i was saying we should pay everybody more but <laughs> well we should like but oh, you mean a, if teachers separate... were making minimum wage some would certainly but not very many right that's my point is that like you know
1: so like when i when i've had conversation like the conversations but that's that I've different here, you
0: have to be able to live that's way different
1: right you have to be able to live and so like even though like let's use teachers as the example here right even though teachers are not necessarily compensated in, in a way that we feel is fair to so like the effort that they're giving out and giving back.
0: Traditionally, all of our listenerhood is teachers. Correct. As far as we know. Right.
1: But like <laughs> if they were paid half of what they currently make in order to be a teacher, do you, how many of them do you think would say, I'm going to move to a different profession
0: yeah. where
1: I where I can now pay for my standard of living that I want? Sure. Right. Like that's just a... A normal thing like it's different to me like if it's something like i'm going to take vows and become a nun because they're taken care of like it's you don't have to you don't have to necessarily make a living wage in order to do that profession in quotes and be able to have a standard of living you accept the standard of living for what that profession provides right yeah so i mean like Once again, I think that there's a lot of factors here, not necessarily all that are just basically saying like, you can lump most of these different professions into like morally good sections of society. Like the difference between, I think this conversation is that you see people as generally good and I don't.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, certainly. So then you would lump more people into selfish, tribal, or indifferent i would and so i think that the reason is that like and that maybe
1: this is just my experience or my cynicism that's coming to the top of it but like i think that people are going to do what is in their inherent self-interest first and let's be let's be straight about this they have to because there's not a ton of people out there who have a random stranger self-interest above their own that's very few people if any so like People you have to take care of yourself first, and then you can determine how many other people, quote unquote, you can take care of a spouse, children, family members, whatever the case may be.
0: Well, you know, <clears throat> uh that's a I, I I I've mentioned it before, but I I took a, a class to be an EMT. Yep. And the the one of the things that they drill into you from day one is like you always have to make sure that it is safe for you before you do anything else. Right. Like all of the tests, all of everything you had to start with is the scene safe. And if you skipped that and went right to anything else, you automatically failed. Done. Yeah. Right. Any test, even the final tests, practicals and whatnot. So, I mean, that's, that's a basic thing of you have to keep yourself safe too. Or, sure. You know, first to, to, to save it or help as many people as you can. Uh, but then, you know, I, I'm reminded, you know, you see those videos of, like, someone drowning mm-hmm. off in a bridge of people watching. And then there's always, like, one or two that jump in to, to save them. Right. The, now we got and, three people but, to save. Oh, uh, I mean, in all of the stories, they save them. Okay. Oh, right. I, I mean, not all oh, gotcha. of them. Because sometimes, I mean... I think there was one, this this uh, school bus, I think, went in the water and like a dude died, but he saved like 12 people before he did or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <clears throat> there's always going to be people that either feel like they can't help or do good or to, towards strangers, but there's, there's going to be some that can too. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. as far as applying it to the general of human nature. I mean, I think we have, we have some baser drives to save people around us or to help people around us in need to a degree. Yeah. I don't think everyone will do that. I don't know that everyone's even built to do that. I like to think that I would, but I haven't been met with too many um, opportunities Lucky or otherwise, to uh, uh, <laughs> to put myself on the line and and one way or another to help another individual, right? Yeah, um, and I'm, but I think arguing some people that. no, but I think I think that there are plenty of people out there that want to think that they would, sure, and are I just are think that those people are in the forty
1: nine percent category, sure. Hmm unfortunately
0: yeah i mean there have been plenty of people that help other people out other ways donations and and uh uh, donating either time or money to help other people with things with trouble or or what have you yep you just think that the uh, uh negative outweighs the
1: positive I think that if you lined the people that you're describing up and the people that I'm describing up, I made them were a hundred of them. Mm -hmm. I would have 51 of them and you would have 49 of them. And to some degree, that's what I would put my money on having not seen which side of the line these hundred people, uh, you know, if, you know, if Jesus was like, Oh, you're this and you're that. And, it's absolutely true or whatever like we, if we absolutely knew completely like each, where each person fell on that spectrum i think i'd get 51 of them that's all sure, i'm saying sure, sure so like i want to be one of the people you're describing right like i want like the way that i conduct myself is to try and be one I, of the i've
0: people. seen it happen bro
1: yeah okay so like what my issue is and i've had my heart broken too many times just by like uh like someone who needed help, someone who needed help that took no almost zero effort in order to help them. I'm not no Herculean tasks sure. needed to be performed in order to just quote unquote do a good deed for the day. Mm-hmm. And yet, like I've taken like a, a heartbeat or two and just like looked left and looked right to see if anybody else was going to A acknowledge the fact that it was happening, or B, make any effort to try and correct it. Yeah. And if they don't, I, you know, I more often than not try and go and help or whatever, whether it's like opening a door for somebody or carrying groceries in for somebody or like, I don't know what it could be. But like, the problem is, is that like, I see myself doing it enough with enough people around who could have also helped that I makes me think like, okay, there's probably more people that don't than there are that do.
0: Which sucks. You've been in 100% of the instances where you've helped. And you're, and you think you're in the minority? Yeah. Interesting.
1: So that's just. Isn't that sort of like
0: saying it barely rains where I live, therefore it barely rains in the world.
1: Well, I mean, like, we know that that, that we, that is not like that particular example is not true. I understand what you're saying. So like, I'm not, I'm not trying to take my experience and apply it to everywhere. Mm-hmm. and say that that's but what the world is like but like what i'm saying is like but like so are you right yeah because that's the only way that we can do it because we don't know what everyone is like everywhere and what they would do in every situation so we're we're guessing sure right so like my my guess is that most people out there are going to be a out for themselves first willing to help second which makes them i i wouldn't say that that makes them quote-unquote good people uh-huh i don't know that necessarily makes them bad right but like i don't know that i mean like, well i know, mean I,
0: I guess what is bad then i think unquote, of I mean, like, of right right and now we're really getting into this <laughs> because the uh I, th- I feel like bad bad isn't necessarily not helping someone with a door sure. um I think it would be you putting your foot in front of the door while the person is trying to open it would be, I think, the bad or evil,
1: right? Yeah. If like you're tripping kids and, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, grocery stores or whatever.
0: I feel like we're talking good and evil here. Sure. I think evil is a pretty, you have to actively be going against. And I think in your everyday life mm-hmm. of, of, not helping somebody do one thing that doesn't make you evil i don't think so okay so like to me when the introduction of the term evil changes
1: the conversation because sure i
0: mean that's what it was and that's what winkle put it but yeah we, we haven't mentioned that yes so when
1: when winkle brings up that question to me what that defines is the spectrum somewhere between good and evil right yeah and so i don't know that people i mean i think a lot of people are capable of both things you know, being good and being bad in whatever particular circumstance they find themselves.
0: Yeah. I mean, we all do good and bad things on a regular basis. Would you say that I'm a a generally good person or generally bad person?
1: So based upon what I know about you, like, to be honest, if you, if I thought you were a generally bad person, I don't know that we wouldn't have made it to
0: 77 uh, episodes in a podcast
1: that's right like the fact that you moved to california wasn't a, was a notch in the time <laughs> column yeah. seemed right. a little a little hurtful to me therefore evil so yeah
0: i mean the nature of what brought me to michigan took me away from michigan remember that you couldn't have had me without having me in california i'm gonna give no credence to that argument because <laughs> i choose not to okay okay right. so, so it's all about choices here
1: Well, I mean, like, so to be honest, right, like that's a that is a debate that philosophers have had for literally thousands of years. Like, yeah, like a behavioral scientist would say that you are the amalgamation of all the different choices that you have made. And if Mm -hmm. each one of those is like a grain of sand that you weigh on the scales of morality. Yeah. What you're in what you end up with when you die is what you were right. Evil. Sure. Right in the middle. There are there are people that. That would argue that everyone is inherently good you know and that like something else so like i think that like christian mythology is probably a good example of this like you are all good you're all saved yet we're all sinners
0: yeah it's kind of the other way around we're all terrible unworthy of god's love but because he uh gave his son that redeemed us as long as we believe in him right but we start from terrible awful filth
1: well so um I don't know maybe it's the version of Christianity that I've been exposed to that differs from that but like the way that I would describe it is we are all saved through um, christ's grace right yes. like his sacrifice redeemed humanity yes however um that is like basically saying like there is a foundation of grace in all of our lives mm-hmm. and like then you are basically you have to live your life because like effectively like you're born pure right like if you're born and die you go to heaven because you've never committed sin
0: depending on who you on where you align so I don't know I don't know well there's there's an age what do they call it the age of um innocence maybe like babies can't go to hell because they uh aren't old enough to sin right it in some in in some instances, some not. Um, I don't know how. I don't know what sin
1: a newborn could possibly
0: commit. I'll tell you. Okay. In a month or two, if it happens. <laughs> but,
1: I mean, it can't be things like the seven deadly sins. Like no, th- there's no way that any new newborn could right. They commit can't lie. Any. They
0: can't right. Yeah.
1: None of them. So like, and it's because they have no concept of what those are is because all those things like sin or like philosophy, those are concepts that we as thinking animals have created. Yeah. You know, so if we apply those ideas to like a, like a religion and a mythology and morality based upon that religion, Mm -hmm. then I would say like, you can sin in your life, even though you've been saved through Christ's grace. But then you still have to go through and like consciously accept him as a savior to be redeemed for the sins that you have committed. Right. And then if you're true to that and you accept him as you'll be forgiven when you go and you can enter heaven, Mm -hmm. if not, then you're going to go where I'm going to go, which is hell. So, right. And, and that's, and that's fine. But like there are, there have been a myriad of faiths throughout world history that don't teach that same thing no so you know christians would say if you if you're any if you're if you belong to any of those faiths ever you're not going to get into heaven right so that's fine but like there's no reason to suspect that if someone was buddhist or believed in zeus or you know a mayan god or whatever that they didn't get into whatever version of heaven that faith had right 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 So, I don't know again what is evil. I think is what we're so like. Okay, so like religions attempt to answer that question.
0: Yeah, if you don't but, believe in me, essentially.
1: Yes. So they they have <laughs> like what religion, what organized religion has done for the world was took disparate tribal bands of people who would more often than not kill you for the food and resources that you had, so they could continue to live. Mm-hmm. and unify them in a way that got them from digging in the dirt and living in caves into into groups of people that could make it to cities and continue the species. And so, like, in a lot of ways, anthropologically, I think that organized religion, regardless of which one it was, is large, is in a very meaningful way responsible for the fact that our species didn't die out right as it got going. Right. However, I view it as being more divisive now than its usefulness that is now outlived. And so, like, I don't have a problem with people having faith in anything. I have a problem with the organizations being built upon that faith, dividing humanity along what I consider to be political lines. Sure. So it's complex, but life is complex. And so you have to continue to make, but like, I think that there are things that like, regardless of what religion you believe in or like philosophy or worldview or moral code, there are things that you can agree on are moral choices. Don't steal, don't kill, don't rape, don't whatever.
0: Well, those were built up on uh survival right. early on, right? Oh, if I, if I still steal, they're not going to let me buy their fire anymore and it's real right. cold outside yeah exactly right mhm so i mean those are inherent in us yeah and like the thing that can the thing that
1: tells me that that's more than just some contrived behavioral guideline that someone came up with uh, 6000 years ago or whatever is that like when people go to war and mm-hmm. see that like if 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 war wasn't the opposite of what human humanity should be doing in right. order to continue to thrive people would not be traumatized by it yeah but they are it's like it's like there there are too many examples of people throughout history who have said things like participation in war destroys one's soul yeah you know in or like and so what do you consider a soul to be like i consider it to be like the essence of who you are sure and like war is like a very corrosive
0: basically changes the dna of your soul yes great way to put it (laughs) yeah
1: you know and so like to me that says that there are moral principles inherent to all of us that when confronted with something so absolutely horrific like war that we understand like this is inherently on a humanitarian level this is wrong and we should not be participating in it
0: yeah um, I mean, do you think that war is never necessary? Then,
1: so I would say that every war ever uh, falls into the category of uh, we have failed to communicate effectively and, yeah. and problem solving.
0: Uh, I've had I'm not equating hitting a kid to war, but um, sure. <laughs> I've had conversations with people about like um, hitting kids. Mm -hmm. uh you know i'm about to have one right and we grew up at least i grew up in a generation where you did get popped if uh and i've had conversations with people that older parents that uh you know regale me with uh stories of them hitting their kids and everything and like i mean i remember how i was when i was a kid so i get hitting me (laughs) (laughs) but like uh being that I'm um, not quite a parent yet, I know everything about parenting. Right. Um, so you can take all of this as it is, but like in my mind, at least because I remember, I remember getting hit a couple times and um, it's more from my perspective. I think that if I were to hit my kid, it would be a shortcoming on myself for my inability to find common ground, to communicate with them and, explain or just communicate to them what is happening right sure and it just it just comes down to it's better if i show you my frustration than try and help us both grow from this situation
1: so i i don't know that there's any example i've ever been presented with where violence upon a child led to a change in behavior that you wanted to see, what it led to was a fear of a behavior that carried a consequence.
0: Yeah. So you weren't behaving
1: better because that was inherently the right thing to do. Yeah. You were behaving better to avoid a very painful consequence.
0: Right. Those are different things. Right. And the parent just wants it done. That wants you to stop doing the thing they don't like you to do as quickly as possible. Right. It, like, I don't know, just like <laughs> physically overpowering somebody. I'm about to have a daughter. Sure. So I am already terrified at that fact just because sure. men exist. Right. <laughs> we are uh, so I really don't want to be teaching somebody that there are Well, that if I can physically overpower you, you must relent. Right. Right, there's There are implications there that I worry about now and it's just like I just don't want, I, I can't imagine me like again, I haven't been in the trenches yet mm-hmm. but like just these thought processes of oh, reasoning can't get my answer and of course a kid can't talk to me at, <laughs> until a certain age and they don't even, I barely know what my feelings are sometimes, how's a kid going to know what their feelings are? Right. Right. And, and and for me to be like, we can't see eye to eye, so I, I'm going to choose violence now.
1: Exactly. So I don't have kids, but I do have a nephew that'll be four in December. Yeah. And I've been around him when he's happy and when he's hungry and when he's testing the boundaries, because that's what ki- kids have to yeah. do that. Yeah. And when he's when he's being good and behaving well and happy. Yeah. It's easy to be around kids. Yeah. When they're unhappy or want something or need something and they're not being given it, they only have one tool and that's to confront you with their unhappiness. Right. But I've never once wanted to hit. Yeah. Or spank or anything. My nephew, like I, all I've wanted was to, for his behavior to change. And so like, yeah like my parents who are his grandparents and my sister have been like, why do you talk to James? Like, as I talk to Jameson, like I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. You know, and I'll say like, can you tell, can you tell me what you need? Yeah. And, and if he can't, cause he's, he's still working on talking, you know, like I'll be like, can you show me what you need? And, you know, and sometimes he does, you know, and then like, I can, you know, I'll say like, you know, he needs, you know, he needs a bottle or he needs, he wants a potato chip or whatever the case may be or whatever. Yeah. Is that cool, you know, with his parent, you know, and if not, you know, and I, you know, I can say like, like, there's a lot of times he'll, he'll ask for something and I'll say, oh, we can't do that right now, but maybe we can <laughs> do that in a little while. Is that okay? You know, and then like, well, there will be a dialogue, but like the thing that I think leads to violence is a lack of patience. Sure. And as a parent, you're
0: tired. I I get that. Yeah, (laughs)
1: You're you're tired. You're stressed. You don't want this additional thing. Like you've got a a thousand other concerns. Yeah. That you have to deal with on a daily basis. And the last thing that you want to do is be confronted with this thing that you absolutely must fix. Right. Like that's priority one. And if it's not, then you shouldn't have had kids. Right. You know, so. I don't I don't. I was I was uh spanked when I was a kid. I didn't enjoy it. No. But like it, not hitting a kid to me is the same reason why I don't want to go hunting is I don't want to hurt anything else. I just don't sure. like it. Yeah. I don't see the benefit to it. I you can't get me to logically or pragmatically be on board with that.
0: Yeah. So evil is hitting kids. That's that's what we're So I think evil would be
1: abusing kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think that there is a difference between someone who spanks a child because they took some crayons and drew on a wall. Right. As opposed to someone who locks that kid in a cupboard under the stairs until they got their Hogwarts letter. Yeah. Like, I think that those are two different. Right. Yeah.
0: I was being facetious. I understand. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, your your dry sense of humor doesn't escape. (laughs)
0: Uh, How far do you want to go with helping people get what they need without going into life-altering debt? Should we be providing things like schools, even into college, Medicare, housing, daycare, transportation, etc.? Winkle feels like most sci-fi movies uh, that are totally dystopian are set in a world that somehow figured out how to do all of that. It's not really talked about, right? Like, it's usually, it's just like, yeah, you're not like, I need to get bus fare. You're just like, I'm going to take the... Crammed to the minds.
1: Um, so I think the, the fantasy setting or the science fiction setting that does this the best for me is Star Trek. So in Star Trek, they're coming out of like a massive global uh war. They meet a alien species in the Vulcans, realize that they're not alone and it, this single thing unifies humanity. And then in the next generation, like poverty, disease and war are all cured. Because they're no longer working towards the the betterment of the individual they're working for the betterment of their species because the species has taken the place of the individual in sure. a galactic sense and so that is a utopian version of humanity but they accomplish the same things right to bring it back to our lives like i think that there are ways that we can accommodate real people the mm-hmm. middle class people yeah where where basic what i would call, consider to be mere necessities doesn't bankrupt them or prevent them from increasing or like chasing the pursuit of happiness like life liberty yeah. like that kind of like when you are enslaved to things like i don't make enough money to like cover my medical expenses that is a that is an issue right you know medical a lot of medical things are not like i did this to myself like if i smoke a pack a day and then i get lung cancer you might be like i think there's a correlation there yeah but like if you are driving in your car and someone hits you it should not bankrupt you because someone else made a mistake that just happened to have like to transpire in your life yeah and like I got, I mean, like, and I'll just continue to bore people with the story, but like, I got sick in 2018, and you I'm did? still not financially, I had cancer.
0: What, oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Just hitting you? Okay. So, <laughs> um, but like, I'm still financially recovering from that. Like, yeah. I, in 2020, I had the exact same amount of savings and money to my name that I did when I was 18 and going into college right so like i lost 20 years because i won the shitty genetic lottery yeah you know so like if i lived in canada i would you were able to canada. treat it yes too. i didn't die <laughs> yeah right? Yeah. which is great which i'm a huge fan of you would have had less debt it. just saying yes so <laughs> i would have had no debt yeah you know but if also if i had lived three hours to the east i would have i would have had no debt either and this thing would have been taken care of and so like a lot of people are in a situation where they have like i don't know why i don't want to say crippling but like enough loan like student loan debt yeah just from going to undergraduate school that you know you're going to be burdened with that until you're almost retirement age
0: which is insane
1: if you have to go and get advanced degrees in order to make enough money in order to have a a wage that's capable of paying that stuff off it's just more and more debt now i don't think that all education should be free because the state has to pay for it but i don't think it has to be to the point where we're paying what we're paying now especially because income has not kept up with expense so if those were level, then I would say we should we should all be okay to, to pay our own way. But since they're not, there needs to be an allowance for expense. So, you know, you know, and but like you, there's so many things that people require now in order just to function, like you need a car, you need access to the internet, you need yeah. a dwelling, you need an education, like, and that's not true for all people, but it's true for most people. And that's how, like, governments and societies are set up, is to help most
0: people. Yeah. And another part of, or another issue of mine is, like, a lot of these things are provided off the backs of these people that need them and can't get them. Correct. Right? Like, Bezos is a cajillionaire, and all the people that work for him a high percentage of them are dying or living not on a livable wage. Right. Like
1: what does Jeff have? Is he, is he, is it 14 billion is his
0: net worth? Something like that. Uh, he recently went from third to fourth. Oh, Jeff, (laughs) 146.2 billion dollars. Okay. So let's think about this for a second.
1: There's three. There's roughly 335, 340 million people in the U.S. Right? Yeah. If he took a million dollars, it didn't even need to be that. If he took a hundred thousand dollars, right? So what is a hundred thousand dollars by? Well, let's let's think about it. These numbers are bigger than I'm accustomed to cont- cont- contemplating. So if he took a billion dollars. How many zeros is that that's a lot of zeros holy shit I think that is it nine zeros after the one for a billion uh yeah I mean like Jeff could if Jeff really wanted to he could invest in the middle class yeah and have and have an
0: enormous impact right The number of people that, uh, I mean, present company included, that $10,000 would be life-changing is really high. Yeah. So (laughs) in my work at a bank,
1: in my previous job, $10,000 is like the difference between like being able to live check to check and not. Right. Yeah. You know, and. he doesn't do it. Right. So like, to me, like, it's not that Jeff Bezos does nothing to help other people. Right. But like the fact that he could, like, there's no reason to have $140 billion. No. There's zero reason. Like, and the, I think the problem with that we have with billionaires is that like people who get that far ahead share common personality traits they're ruthless they're willing <laughs> yeah.
0: i mean like it ruthless is like the number you one you didn't get trait. there by being altruistic
1: right and so the idea that those people would voluntarily give back yeah i mean elon spent what 40 billion in order to acquire tw- twitter 4 billion
0: i think 40 billion
1: you know so he could have control of twitter he didn't invest 40 billion
0: yeah 44 billion 44 billion dollars
1: right like he didn't he didn't spend 44 billion dollars to start a new business that would get people well-paying jobs
0: no he fired most of them actually he bought it and then he gave people zero jobs you know so like when
1: there there is a lot of pushback i think among some people about like well we should tax the rich yeah You know, like what we're saying is like we should tax the rich so we don't have to tax you as much because you're the one that needs the money. They don't need it. Right. You know, and like they're like, oh, you're a communist. Well, I mean, like, I, I don't know that I'm that far left, but at the same time, I think that like. There eventually gets to be a certain amount of money that no one needs any longer. Yeah. And then when people when you when you talk about people are like dying or like their their lives are fundamentally changed because they have the, they have a lack of this resource. Not everybody can be Jeff Bezos. Right. Not everybody's blessed like LeBron James.
0: Yeah. And it's not that like like they're, over the pandemic and, and you know corporations they they had record profits, right? Right. And so many people lost their jobs and right. They're, they're they're fighting unions and, and fighting, paying people more. Yep. And they had you record to,
1: profits. You don't get 140 billion by, you know, paying you people don't. another dollar an hour. Yeah. But like, and that's, but like, we're talking about like whether or not the wrong people person. are
0: evil. I'm fine if you're evil and poor, <laughs> as long as you are good and rich. <laughs> so, I mean, like.
1: I don't know that I would agree with that. I know that's kind of... I don't either, but yeah. I know. Come on. But like, I got you. I got you. But like, I would also say, yes, the wrong people are wealthy, but the right people can't really become wealthy. No. Because they're not willing to do what the wrong people did to end up there. Right. You know, so does that make Jeff Bezos a bad person? I think that if you have the capacity to help and you choose not to...
0: It's you're you're closer to bad than you are. Sure. To good. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a, how much capacity does he have to do good? It's it's almost unthinkable. Yeah. I mean, I'll let him keep I'll let him keep a billion, right? I'll let him keep ten billion dollars. You can do a lot with ten billion, right? You could do anything the, you want. The other hundred and thirty-six billion, billion though. I mean, that that gives clean water to america and it's crazy that it's not the case everywhere that that like
1: can you like think about this like people i've always felt like people like jeff bezos are concerned about things like legacy and like being remembered and like that kind of thing like they want that impact or what have you you know because like when you die you can't take it with you right but like if he took a hundred billion dollars and had 40 billion dollars left over and invested it wherever he wanted, he would be the greatest humanitarian that had ever
0: lived. Elon Musk is 226 billion. It's a shocking number. It's it it's outrageous,
1: you know, and like once again, to keep it in the focus of what we're talking about, like, the money that the net worth that these people have, like, I don't think that he has a Scrooge McDuck tower with $200 billion yeah. <laughs> in it.
0: It is not a liquid.
1: Right. It is very many pieces small a of salad. salad. <laughs> uh, Family guy reference. spoilers. Yeah. So, um, but like those resources, like cash being the most liquid asset that you can possibly have, you can convert that into anything that you want. Infrastructure.
0: Yeah. Education, they do use it for money for ways or for, for policy making and everything, all policies that help them keep more of their money, right? And so, like,
1: ultimately, like, what what is like an comes, evil move? Well, right? so, like, an ultimate, yeah, <laughs> I, I would agree because, like, what I think it ultimately comes down to is you can be selfish, which everybody needs to be to a certain degree, yeah, but then once you've hit that degree, you can start at that point moving forward, be selfless. Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah. And if you continue to be selfish, you move yeah. closer and closer and closer to just like one of those seven deadly sins, which is like avarice, right? R-
0: right right now they're just stepping on the necks of everyone below them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> better okay, and like better than
1: anyone has ever done it in world history. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the people, I mean, you might argue that Genghis Khan having control of like
0: Asia, sure. all the way to Europe, land is power,
1: had more financial power than, say, Elon Musk. But, like, I would doubt, yeah, more assets, any... right? Like, I would doubt that anyone's ever been as liquidly powerful as, say, Bezos. And,
0: however, if you factor in Genghis Khan's child support My God. monthlies, like, he, he was it's he was one of red, one. right? Yeah. Well.
1: I think that he's the most prolific breeder in world history. Something like one in four men share a gene with Genghis Khan. Yeah, yeah. It's a crazy high number. We could be related. Finally. A dream come true for me. Probably not for you. Makes you a little uncomfortable. No,
0: no, no. 16 million descendants. Crazy, crazy it's a lot one in 200 men are a direct descendant in, of Genghis Khan more than four my bad <laughs> but we both probably know someone else then it makes yeah. sense a reason yeah I might know 200 people
1: yeah but you know like as far as like good and evil are concerned like I think that that's something that like ultimately comes down to individual decisions individual choices but then once again as you scale up yeah and like you become from an individual to a family a family to a community a community to a town town to a state state to a country Mm -hmm. it becomes more and more difficult to make to have those entities make the same choices yeah and unfortunately we live in such a time that the larger the entity, the more impact it has on the individual. So I think that it's, it's a, it's a tough sell for like, what is good? What is, what is evil? Because I mean, you can only, I think really discuss it on the terms of the scale that you're right. The example that you're working
0: on. Like everybody has equal opportunity to do evil and good in their life. Yeah, like whole want... cool opportunity, right? And it's right. it scales. Everyone has different yeah propensity, right? Or or ability. Right. And if you have a hundred billion dollars, you have so much more ability to do good. Therefore, yeah. you're it's like uh it's like those strongman things where you hit the bit be- the thing and the to ring the bell. Mm-hmm. And uh Jeff Bezos is, is way the fu- it's like 100 stories up. Mine is not 100 stories up because I don't have I that even, much ability to get. <laughs> I can't even pick up the hammer. I mean, like.
1: <laughs> you know, like so there's this excellent quote from this terrible movie that I, I watched years ago called 10,000 BC. Uh huh. I And I really love this quote. So like the idea is that like you have like the hero, the coming of age hero. He has to go on a quest to find the love of his life and save her. Yeah. And as he does this, he picks up these disparate groups of people who, for whatever reason, hate the group of people that took his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And at and near the end of the film, I think it's near the end of the film, one of the like older, wiser characters comes to this guy and says, A man or a person has a circle around them that no one can see. And some people have a circle that the only they, when they stand inside of it, they can only they can fit in it. Yes and then but some people have a circle that's bigger and they can they can have a family that fits inside of it some people a whole village and then like what the point was is like this guy the hero of our story had a circle that was so big that he was going to take care of everybody yeah you know and like when it comes to bezos or musk or other people like them like pick a professional athlete ronaldo you know messi you know, uh, Djokovic, you know, or like any, any athlete that you're familiar with in us sports, like the amount of good they could give back into the world is almost unmeasurable except by money, you know, but like, as far as impact is concerned. Yeah. You know, so like, do I think all of these people are evil? Cause they didn't give away every dime that they didn't absolutely need. No, no. Do I think that withholding that after a certain point, like starts to push them down the wrong path toward greed? Yeah. Yeah. Because we choose to define ourselves currently by like the accumulation of our resources and what that says about us. We're good. We're competent. We're successful. We achieve whatever it is that we set out to do here. You can, you can tell
0: that because I have $200 billion. So, do you think then that greed and things are learned or inherent? They're hundred percent learned. Okay. Right. Cause like families, there are like Vanderbilts and yeah. like there are some old money that just continues to be right now. I'm not, I have done zero research into any, you know, how uh, uh, philanthropic any of those, sure. you know, old money families are, but like, are they just good investments, or did the did or did the the learning of how to keep your money? Uh, and maybe that's their that's these legacies you mentioned legacies. maybe that's it. Our legacy is we stay rich forever. like that's I'm trying to put policies in place that keep my family at the top for well past me,
1: you know, like we could talk about the Vanderbilts on a personal level, but like they've also like they started a university, sure, you know, and like I'm sure that that university makes them some amount of money but like that is also i mean i wish that elon would buy it buy a couple library wings for a couple universities or start you start schools in the inner city or whatever but like yeah to your point right like behavior all behavior is learned like if you don't have someone that teaches you those things a family an organization some kind of structure you're feral like we've seen what that looks like to humans on extreme cases right yeah but it but all behavior is learned all morality is learned like there's very 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 basic stuff that's like i'm not going to kill you for x reason right like you're going to help me survive or i'm going to breed with you or whatever the case may be right yeah but at the same time like that morality stops once your need is met so like i think that humanity has evolved to a point whether it's like culturally societally or just you know because we can ask ourselves these kind of questions like i don't know that dolphins are asking themselves these kinds of questions right well
0: we're not trying to stay make sure that we survive the night and survive the winters and have enough food for winter we're not we have plenty of time now to uh wax idiotic about these things (laughs) so like in the same way that
1: like a a certain amount of money past a certain point is unnecessary like now that our question of daily survival has been answered we're Mm -hmm. allowed to ask ourselves okay are we good people or not but like if you didn't have your survival yeah you you could you would make choices like i think that like even though it's fiction I think that a show like The Walking Dead is a good example of this, right? Like, sure. You can only be like, so uh, what's his name? Dale on the show is like, we can't become these people, right? We don't want to be that. But like, if you don't, you may not make it, right? You know, and like, I think that like, when you're talking, when you were talking about the Vanderbilts and like this kind of inherited wealth, this power to stay wealthy, to stay powerful, a show like Ozarks, spoilers ahead, because this is like a legit spoiler, because this, Four season just came out, or whatever, but like at the end of that show, their kids commit murder. Sure. So that the family and what the family is trying to do will be able to continue because what the family is trying to do is to break into that upper crust of society where it's like, okay, our money, our power, our influence is now the thing that it's going to carry us forward. And you have to be a ruthless fucking bitch. Yeah. in order to be able to get it and maintain it right it's king of the hill out there and like the whole family buys in and like those kids at one point were not like that and now they are yeah because they learned from their parents who were trying to
0: do it and they bought it was completely unnecessary it was you but can like, live a comfortable things? life without doing that shit you can people do it all the
1: time but like i mean like and that's just the problem is that like we live it's in a, a world where people also right. don't
0: yeah also it's significantly less interesting a story correct um oh they paid their car bill this week neat yeah that, that those were that's what we consider win so riveting we'll bring it back to star wars um yeah so then sorry winkle i thought we'd get through more emails but uh You know how we do. Uh, So was Darth Vader as a whole evil then? Yes, 100%. Regardless of the fact that the Force uh, deemed him worthy of being good. So I'm going to get real picky about this. Love it.
1: Okay. Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, not the same person.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So here's how I would describe his redemption. You're Anakin Skywalker, you're dubbed Darth Vader, you start doing terrible things. You do something good, you're redeemed in the eyes of the Force, you become in eyes of the Force, you become okay. Anakin Skywalker again. Okay. When he was Darth Vader, if you say the term Darth Vader and you apply it to like what Anakin or that character was doing during the Empire, yeah, he's evil.
0: So then Luke killed Darth Vader and then Anakin so, died.
1: I would uh, say Luke. Well, Luke didn't kill him, right?
0: Like he. Okay. He got fried by Palpatine, right? Right. So yeah. like
1: what I would say is Luke was the vehicle by which Anakin decided to reassert himself. Cause I think that, I think the way that Disney has started to play this is that. Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader is more like a dual personality than like one dude in a suit versus one dude out of the suit. Yeah. Like when you when we watched the Kenobi show, the finale the finale, which was fantastic.
0: Top notch, everybody.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, the line that I think that you really take away from there is that like you did not kill Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan. I did. I did. You know, such and like a, such a it was great it's a great (laughs) line but it's completely emblematic of who anakin skywalker had to become in order to live with himself and what the things that he had done right yeah and once he thought padme was dead he didn't stop doing terrible shit right like to me that's the essence of like what it is to be evil like he he did all these things under a lie that he told himself that he was going to do all of this terrible shit in order to save the one person he cared most about Mm -hmm. but the the fall the fall to the dark side the fall to being evil was that once that was no longer an option once she was gone he continued to do it right that's a choice Mm -hmm. he chose to do all of those
0: things he didn't have to do you think i i think it would be difficult to live with myself in as anakin knowing what i had done or being you know being told i killed my wife sure my pregnant wife um so it would probably be easier to just remain darth vader than go back to being anakin with the knowledge that and that's the word that, that makes right? the most sense as to why
1: he he doesn't it's easier yeah being a good person is fucking tough yeah you You, you are stacking, you are choosing to have more obstacles in your way than you would otherwise normally if you were, if you decided to be a shit person.
0: Sure. Oh yeah. And like, I see that all the time. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't park here. It's too close to this car or I can't. And they're just like, this is where I am. The world bends around me. Right. Exactly. Right. Like it's, it's those, those choices
1: are, are on a matter of scale. Right. Yeah. And so, like, the car parking thing, low scale. Yeah. Choosing to enslave a galaxy full of people and take away their freedom and most a lot of them their lives, different scale. Yeah. Okay? Not exactly the same thing because of the scale. But, like, Anakin Skywalker, when he became Darth Vader, is an evil person. When he chooses to be Anakin Skywalker again from that point forward, he, he did nothing bad, but he was also dying immediately. I mean, like, it was hard to do anything.
0: Yeah. um, It sort of feels like people that accept Christ right before they die. Right. So I've always had a huge problem with that
1: because it feels like paying lip service to something that's incredibly important. Right.
0: Right. Like, right.
1: Uh, So Family Guy did a a joke about this once where it's like um, Osama bin Laden's on his deathbed.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And And really quickly he prays. Yeah, and he goes,
1: I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And then like... um, (laughs)
0: Then he ends up in heaven, right? He
1: makes it to heaven and it's a bunch of nerds on their computer or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, ah, this is all a (laughs) lie.
0: Yeah. This wasn't the heaven I wanted. Yeah.
1: But I think that... There are people out there that think that on both sides of the fence, the Mm -hmm. person doing it and the person saying as to whether or not it's legitimate.
0: So the fact that Anakin was unable to win over Darth Vader Mm -hmm. for decades, is that just a shortcoming of his and he needed Luke in order to pull that out? My take on, or is it Anakin? a continuous choice on Anakin's side and therefore still kind of makes him not great?
1: Yeah, my take on Anakin is, and so like once again, I feel like the dark side is corruptive and addictive. Yeah. And so like Anakin wasn't just like, I'm going to smoke some pot and then do a little <laughs> coke. Yeah. And then I'm going to try heroin laced with fentanyl.
0: Yeah. He
1: jabbed that thing in his arm and and went hard immediately.
0: He hooked right? up an IV of it.
1: Yeah, it was he was slamming that. Mainline in it. Mm-hmm. So here's my thing. Once Anakin, so I recently watched Revenge of the Sith again.
0: Okay.
1: And when when Palpatine tells Anakin that or Vader that uh Padme has died. That's a lie he doesn't know. But like it doesn't matter because what right. he wants is Anakin to have no hope. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Yeah. Like without hope, the only, the opposite of hope is despair. And like, that's the thing that Anakin wallowed in because if I can't be happy, if I can't have hope, I might as well have power. Sure. And sure. so like the despair, the anger, the hatred, the pain is the fuel that perpetuated Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. When he realized that something of his union with Padme had come to life, Luke and Leia, you know, and Luke standing there about to be killed by this guy that tricked him for the better part of his life. And he chooses like, no, this thing, this love that I shared with Padme, that and the, and the product of that is more important than this other thing. He makes it, he makes a determination to no longer be the person that he was right that is what allows the force to redeem him it's his choice it's his action that led to redemption you don't just get blessed by a wand and have the force look at you as being cool again it's not a (laughs) it's not a superpower (laughs) right you know it's and that's the thing that i think that you can take from star wars and apply to like your normal life like no i mean like luke knew what vader did luke told other people what vader did but luke's the one that was in the getting fucking electrocuted and saw it yeah and like it means something different to luke right yeah and so that choice had implications galaxy wide for the you know that universe that fictitious universe but like it all comes down to one dude making a choice in a moment whether or not to do the right or wrong thing and like part of the part of the social contract that we agree to when we get up in the morning and leave our houses is that we're going to make those good choices right so this society, or at least not make
0: bad choices bad being right evil right like bad choices are not great but like I, i think evil is like a decision to go against the social norms right
1: yeah exactly so yeah. like when like when i bet on the lions to go into arrowhead and beat the chiefs that's a bad decision right <laughs> yeah it's not an evil one. it's not an evil one exactly so
0: no. like if i keep doing it maybe yeah um okay we got like five minutes sure let's say anakin survived sure does he go to jail does he have to face a tribunal now or whatnot? uh what happens to him um my guess would be that luke
1: luke would forgive him and there would be a small number of people out there in the in the galaxy that knew either knew anakin skywalker or could look at the facts and and find it in their hearts to forgive him believing that he had changed that is not going to stop somebody from putting him on trial and trying him as a war criminal because that's also what he was And you don't get absolved of all that because you're like, oh, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, right? (laughs) So, like, the Force has deemed it such. Yeah. But, like, if you're Anakin Skywalker and you live, then you need to accept the fact that that happened and pay your penance. That's that's also part of what being a good person is.
0: Is That would have been, I think that would have been an okay ending, too. Like, him not dying, but then him choosing to, like, never use the force again and just be in prison or whatnot i think
1: whether it's anakin skywalker or ben solo yeah like their redemptive arcs come to the fact that like i can never make up for the hurt that i've caused yeah but what i what i acknowledging
0: that you caused hurt and on the scale that you did is a pretty big deal i think
1: you know, yeah, and so like I think the thing I think the thing that is interesting and redemptive about these two characters is not that they died for what was good or yeah. to make sure that like we you're you're not fascist anymore, right? <laughs> you know, or that like we want lime jello on Tuesdays or whatever it is. Like, yeah, they died protecting someone that they cared about luke and ray yeah you know and like they could live the rest of their lives as productive members of society and never balance those scales right right and like i think that i mean like i think that cosmically you could make the argument i don't know that i would agree with it that like by paying their life in order to once they were redeemed to write the try and write these mistakes that that's fair compensation for the stuff that they had done wrong for so long. Sure. Whether or not I would rather see them be redeemed and live and work to accomplish those good deeds. Mm-hmm. Because I think you help more people that way, but like for the story, it makes sense to like put a price on but it.
0: We need like, you to pay the pipe to pay the debt. Now it it shows to what extent they're willing to go
1: because sure. they've been redeemed you know and we don't offer people like that we don't offer a choice like that to people in our society right so you you mean the best the best case i can make is that you've spent x amount of time in jail and you get out and you weren't the same person that you when you went in yeah for the better
0: right like I mean, if any your path to redemption starts after you get out of prison
1: right (laughs) Right? like if anybody that's seen the movie blow or anything like that like you go in into jail with a minor in marijuana and you walk out with a phd in cocaine that's not that's (laughs) not the that's not redemption (laughs) no that's just you know an undergrad in criminal behavior
0: a phd is is bigger than the undergrad but yeah, yeah a lot bigger yeah all right, we got through exactly one email. We did it. <laughs> uh That's all right. I like I like going through these.
1: Yeah, these are these are great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and then I'm excited like, to hear what he says about them.
1: I'm uh yeah, I mean like now we're to the point where it's like okay, an email about my email.
0: Where does this <laughs> rabbit hole go? <laughs> yeah uh thank you as always winkle for uh sending something in anyone else can do it too if you want to where can they do that drew
1: they can send an email to mediocre conversations at gmail.com that's the one and we'll we'll talk about them in four to five months
0: yeah we probably will yeah so but thanks everybody if you made it this far and may the force be with you